Three books were taken, two remain. Here in this library, you will find them. Collect all three, and you have your prize. You find Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. Okay, well, it's uh, two down. Huzzah! Well, I guess we got to find that last book. From behind the, the corner of one of these stacks, uh, a man steps out, and he's kind of muttering to himself, and he sees you. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, uh, uh, he turns around and just walks it a different direction. That was strange. Uh, yeah, this place is weird. So, where to next? And now, we continue. got to find that other book what do, do does anyone recognize the name any know anything about it what what do we know i will roll a history check to see if i know anything about so when meredith did this earlier she just she remembered that uh sia ganal was a a prophet of sorts mm. and in the infernal calamities was a book they wrote uh, after communing with devils and demons mm. which is not something that harold knows but something merit does at the moment okay so as far as i know um we're looking for religion i think so this this the guy who wrote it was a prophet um i think we're looking for the religion section okay um so what have we seen so is there any logic that we can discern from the order of uh, give me an investigation can i roll my investigation with advantage yes you can <laughs> yeah 24 <laughs> I got an 11 and a 22. 15. Okay. Meredith and Potentia, giving thought to where the religion section could be, point in the direction of where that strange person just walked. I guess I guess we follow that guy. Sounds like a plan, although it doesn't look like he'll be particularly pleased with that outcome. No, I feel like we should potentially try and keep our distance. Potentially. Um... Yes. Potential will drop back to allow Meredith to take the lead because with all things people related, she acknowledges her shortcomings. <laughs> and let's be honest, a teeny tiny halfling is a whole lot less threatening. So you start walking down along these aisles past these very strangely ordered books and in the direction of this man who I will describe as wearing uh, blue robes with a very, very nervous uh, demeanor. And he keeps like glancing over his shoulder and you're sort of following him. You're both mm. traveling in the same direction. Uh, and as he thinks that you're following him, he starts to quicken his pace. Meredith is just going to throw caution to the wind and go, no, we need to deal with this now um, before he has a freak out completely. And so she goes, um, sir... Uh, we're not, we're not following you. Hi, my name's Meredith. What's yours? Hi, I'm, I'm Roko. Um. Hi, Roko. This is, oh, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be here. And he's looking around. 
I, oh, I why not? To, I can't talk to you. It's, it might it might see you. It might see me talking to you. I, I can't do this right now. Oh, that's okay. We can um we can just keep going in this direction together and, and we don't have to talk. That's fine. But we're definitely not following you. We're looking for the religion section. Do you know where that is? Uh, Harold, you hear those shuffling feet getting closer. Not from an aisle you can see, but you hear them like coming perpendicular. Mm-hmm. Um, religion, religion, religion. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, um, I saw them. Um, um, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Uh, it was. It's okay. Take your time. No, I, I can't. It's gonna be here. I, I can't. I, I, it's, it's, it's. Can, it's... can we help you? I'm gonna roll for him. Oh, okay. Uh, he just gets stuck in this loop of it's, 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 it's. Can Potentia message him? Yes. Just with, I'm standing with the group. We're not trying to hurt you. We're trying to help you. <laughs> Sorry, the look. Okay, he, uh, he like stops and he looks at the three of you and he looks at you, Potentia, mm-hmm. and the message that you get back is, I'm trying to protect you. Uh, she does not disguise the like mild confusion by that sentence on her face. It's like, what? About halfway up one of these bookshelves, 15 feet up in the air, Ten feet behind Roko, a creature emerges <clears throat> from between the, sh- the aisles. How many aisles away would it be? Two aisles. So from the aisle in which my Undine Servant was in? So your Undine Servant will be adjacent to it, but this creature doesn't seem to react to your Unseen Servant. No, that's cool. I'm just more thinking about the fact it's a wall of force, so that's I'm just trying to like work out where it is. So this is a creature that seems to have reptilian body, four sets of legs with blue skin, and red spines that trail down its back and it's and it has this this more of teeth but the thing that probably catches your eye the most are its eyes which are glowing blue with almost flames licking out of them harold you've read a lot of books about adventures and adventuring you would recognize this as a basilisk oh my reaction is going to be don't look at it which is the one thing you don't say to make people not look at something, Harold. <laughs> so can I get everyone to make dexterity saving throws to like avoid your gaze? 17. Avoid 13. 22. <sighs> <Okay>. <laughs> Rolling high when I need to. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You turn your eyes away so that your eyes don't meet its, but it crawls down from the aisle and onto the floor and it moves with slow determination towards Roko, who isn't looking at it, but is doing that kind of like sideways glancing thing. It's behind me. Mm -hmm. It's here. You need to run. You need to run. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. You need to run. Can I, looking at the ground, use my minor conjuration to conjure a mirror Mm -hmm. with the mirrored side facing away from us? Yes. So facing the basilisk, essentially. Because the phrase, don't look at it, her instinct is okay, so now I don't want to be able to see it. I want to be able to check round corners so that I can't look. But it would be a substantial-sized mirror. Like, think A4 sheet of paper-sized, like, something that she could put in front of her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's the first piece of paper that came to hand. That was good. Um, This is a large, monstrous creature, bigger than any basilisk Harold has, has read about. Uh, they are normally medium-sized, 
and uh, Harold, you will, while not trying to meet its gaze, um, you will spot that this creature has a number of barbs on its tail that's whipping around that you haven't heard of in other tales of basilisks. Mm. And Rocco is is whispering to the three of you. Run. Run. We're not leaving you. I'll be fine. No, you won't. It won't hurt me. Why? It's a long story. We... Um, Potentia's going to take a sidestep into the nearest aisle, basically. Okay. So she's not going to run backwards. Mm-hmm. This is one of those, like, knowledge of weird creatures that she's picked up on travels. She's aiming for not a straight line, mm-hmm. like, because it could just lunge at her. She's like, and sideways mm-hmm. so that I've got some cover of shelves. Mm-hmm. Can I roll an insight check to see if this guy's on the level? Uh, you could roll an insight check, yeah. Yeah, I'll do the same. 18. Also 18. Okay. Hey! He seems to genuinely care about your survival. Right. He also seems less nervous now. More in the moment. Okay. Meredith just kind of looks at him and goes, Are you sure? This is... This is my my problem to bear. I don't want anyone else to get hurt. (sighs) Go. I'm going to be fine. It never hurts me. Uh, this creature is now directly behind him, and it, it looms up over his head. All right, I'll literally, like, grab Meredith's hand and, like, just literally, like, drag her behind, like, a bookcase. And then once we're there, I'll be like, there's something off here that does I can't put my finger on it, but... As you drag Meredith away, this thing, its head locks on the two of you. And in particular, it, it focuses on Meredith. Meredith, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Mm, five. No. <laughs> you can't, like, as, as Harold's dragging you away, something deep within you, you can't help but glance at it. And you catch its eyes, mm. and you just freeze. Harold drags you, but you become rigid as he drags you away. No! And as Harold's pulled you into the aisle, you are currently incapacitated. Okay. And Harold will immediately see that your skin has lost some of its color. You are looking a little gray. Yeah, her eyes are wild though. Like she's looking at at, at Harold, going. Aah. But you you've now lo- you've now moved out of its line of sight, and I will let you make that Constitution saving throw again. Six. <laughs> oh no. Uh, you are no longer within its, <laughs> its gaze. You aren't turning any more grey, but yep. you are still like. I ain't good. Yeah, you're you're currently uh, rigid. All right, I can't stiff. move. Okay. Statue esque. Yeah. <laughs> But not in a good way. So where where are we, Ben? Like, are we out of sight of the of the basilisk? You're right out, now? You're out, you've stepped you've stepped to the side. You're out of sight of the basilisk. Um, I'll turn to Meredith and say, just I I think I can I think I can fix this. Potentia, have you ever heard of a, a, a basilisk? 
Am I with them right now? Which, I don't know which aisle you went down because I don't well, I know that I'm with you right now. I would have now. followed you, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, You'd be in the same aisle. Can I roll to figure out if I have? Because I don't know. It's one of those things that I don't know if she would Yeah, give me an arcana check. 18. Yes, you have heard of basilisks. Um, they aren't usually this big. They, with their, their gaze can petrify, turning people to stone. Yeah. And they are sometimes pets trained guards of wizards yeah i feel like that's how she would have she would have heard of it as some someone in imperium has a pet basilisk and everyone hates them for it um, oh yeah but they're also like afraid of that person too yeah yeah i didn't say hatred was like nice um yes mm. yes i have um there was a yes well yes. I, I mean i i've seen i've seen you know pictures of them in books and things and this thing really resembles a basilisk but also it's it's too large and uh it, you know like the bobs on the tail they they don't they don't make sense i i think this thing is a literally like a that there's something wrong here i i i think that i mean maybe i'm crazy but i i feel like this thing is maybe a figment of this person's paranoia somehow manifest and i think if we can just get him to calm down we might be able to get it to disappear okay um okay i don't think though that it is sensible for us to be in the same tiny space all three of us because if anything goes wrong we're all in for want of a better word striking distance so so what she's gonna do it's gonna be real stupid but she's gonna do it anyway is she's gonna step she wants so this is gonna sound this is gonna make sense if you let me f get through the whole thought but um she's gonna step back out of the aisle mm -hmm. and hold the mirror so that basically all she can see mm -hmm. is the guy not the basilisk above his head basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so she's got something that is effectively blocking her vision of and so she can lock onto him mm -hmm. Um, and at the same time, um, she's just going to message him and saying, I know, I know you want me to run, but I'm not going to run. I can't run because I can't drag my friend because I'm not strong enough. So I can't run. So it's you and me and we're standing here. We're going to fix it because I don't have a choice. This is one of those things where she's locked into that person. She's not, that's got tunnel vision, essentially. You step out and you do this. Meredith, you are no longer incapacitated <sighs> well that was horrible uh, Harold you'll see the colour come back to her mm. Potentia what are you doing not now Meredith <laughs> Roko looks at you I'm, I'm okay I'm okay mm -hmm. you don't see where it comes from but there's a drip of like saliva that hits his shoulder and dribbles down I'm fine yeah you're fine you don't have a choice but to be fine Right? We're in a library. Mm-hmm. Just, um... Just, just you and me. Um, yes. What's, what's your favourite book? She's, like, pulling for things that they can talk about that are nothing to do with the situation they're currently in. It's a... It's a big question. Yep. A lot of, big question. Lot of kinds of books. Yep. A lot of, lot of categories, um, genres. I, uh... I like fiction. Oh yeah? Have you uh have you read any elven fiction? 
I used to read a lot as a child. <laughs> uh, um, not, not really. No, I, I haven't. I've mostly <laughs> stories of faraway places. I'm from a faraway place. What's your favorite story about a faraway place? Like, if you were Harold or Meredith, there is no way you don't know that this is freaking potential out that she's trying to do this, but she's just mm-hmm. doing it anyway. She's basically she's tried to put Meredith's brain in her own brain and doesn't know what she's doing, but she's trying to do it anyway. <gasps> How do I Meredith? <laughs> Potentia, there's a message you receive from Roko. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I, I said to run. Can't run. Nowhere to run. It won't follow you. It's only interested in me and people that are, are close to me. If if it decides that you're with me in some way I, I don't know if I can protect you mm-hmm. um, see unfortunately for you uh, you're talking to somebody who ran away from, this is a message who ran away from their problems and that doesn't work so uh, don't have a choice here now okay then I guess we face this together Roko turns around and potentially you will definitely spot what he's doing before it goes off, but he casts Lightning Bolt down the aisle, and I need to roll some damage. Woohoo! Uh, and if we want to, we can roll initiative, because this is a fight. Hey there, it's Ben, your friendly Dungeons & Doctrines DM here, reminding you once again to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorate when you talk about the show. If you do, I might see it and use your name for a future NPC. I'm always looking for NPC names, and so if you use the hashtag DNDoctorates, I will see it, and I might use your name as inspiration for a future character. If you would love one of the cast members as ourselves or one of our characters to read out a message during the show as part of the mid-show message, you can find the form to fill out via our link tree on all our socials and on our website, dndoctorates.com. Just fill it out and then have one of us deliver a message for you. Perhaps you would like to receive a message from Gore. Just fill out that form and then have one of us read a message for someone you care about. Did you know that we have merch? If you go to merch.dndoctorates.com, you can check out all the cool merch that we have. Shirts like Go Cubes, the Ferromasters University logo, with the slogan written in Draconic, Sweekmon Ithir Vixlor Visra. And all of the money from sales goes back into the podcast, paying for things like hosting fees and paying artists to produce more cool fan art. So check out merch.dndoctorates.com, pick up a mug or a sticker, whatever, and then show us your stuff on social media. We love seeing people wearing it. We love seeing people repping the show. It always gives us a huge buzz. Anyway, the next episode is coming out Thursday, the 2nd of September. I'm not going to hold us up much longer. I just wanted to say thank you so much to everyone who listens to the show and everyone who recommends it to their friends and helps the podcast grow. We love making this show and it's people like you who help the show grow and spread to more people and and more fans. So, So from me to you, thank you so much. Let's get back to the episode right now. All right. 
Initiative, initiative. I got a healthy 12. Nine. 20? Not natural. Well, I mean, that does make sense. Not natural, but... So I need to roll 8d6 for lightning bolt. Uh, The lightning bolt crackles down the aisle, striking the end of one of these books, uh, setting it alight, small fire, um, just uh, 100 feet away. Nothing to worry about right now. You just see a very slight yeah, wrinkle. Right now. A very slight wrinkle in Potentia's forehead watching a book burn. I mean, this is also Potentia who was only who a very few days caref- ago. Who very carefully placed it so it didn't hit any books, if you recall. Yes, but you were also... Anyway, yes. Very true. Okay. <laughs> she well. was very careful about how she did that. <laughs> don't... don't. I came with me, Ben. This is true. Okay. Benjamin. I specifically asked about the width of the hole into which I was putting fire before I put it there. Yes. Okay. Well, um, that was surprise for this creature. Um, Potential, you're up. Cool. Um, given I have already said that I can't see it per se... Would I still know where it is? Yes. You know it is directly behind Roko. You know that it takes up a 10-foot cube, roughly. Okay. And your unseen servant is behind it. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do is... Look, are you are you going to allow for a small bead of sweat at some point to have dripped down Potential's face? I need a drop of water. And basically, oh, I yeah. feel like that's a thing that would have happened. Oh, um, yeah. I think given the situation, definitely uh, beads of sweat. Grand. Um, in which case, she's going to use that. She's going to basically wipe her brow and cr- turn that into a shard of ice. Mm-hmm. So she's still holding the mirror. So it's blocking. So she's looking at Roko. Roko. But with her yep. other hand is going to like the world's worst sidearm in terms of baseball. If that makes sense to yep. anyone. Um, yep, yep. Fling a shard of ice at where she believes like the center of mass of the basilisk would be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. So it's like um, with ice shard, do you have knife. to roll to hit? Ice knife. Ice knife. I, uh, I believe it's a roll to hit. Ranged, ranged spell attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you aren't looking at it, so I'm going to give you disadvantage on the attack. You just said I know where it is. <laughs> That's why I yeah. asked. Cause, okay, there, like, there's a, okay, there's a difference between placing a spell in an area and hurling a knife at a target which can move. That's, what, 10 feet away from me? Not even? Not looking at something is mechanically, like, disadvantaged. But, like, what it's... But if I'm looking at him and it's behind him, I can see it anyway. That's my point. But if you can see it, you're looking at it. Like, you're either looking at it and you have to make a constitution save or you have disadvantage, like... Yeah, here's, here's what I can... Here's what I'll do. You can choose to have the mirror in front of you Mm-hmm. So that this creature cannot force you to make constitution saving throws. But see, my, so my, my uh, argument is that I'm trying to not look, use the mirror to not look at its like head. But if it's a, if it's mm. got a body, I can still throw it at the center of mass of the body without hitting its head. That's my point. Like, mm. do you know what I mean by the difference? It's yeah, yeah. Especially if it takes up a ten foot cube. Like, I think the idea is though is that speak. you're you're distracted by not by you're distracted by not trying to look at it. That's why there's disadvantage. Like, it's not just that. You it, like, 
Like, you're not fully concentrating on the attack. You're Ross, why are you on Ben's things. side? You're on my so, side. <laughs> so, so the specific word, I'm going to, I'm right going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to default here to the, the specific rules. A creature yes. that is avoiding the gaze yes. cannot see it until the start of your next turn, where you can choose to avert your eyes again. If you look at it, then you have to make the save. You are choosing not to look at it, and by not looking at it, you have disadvantage on those attacks. Fine. All right. Son of... So it's fine, because I rolled an 18 anyway, but I had a yep. nat 20 as my other roll on those no! two. <laughs> and that was the dice that was in my hand, so fudge you both. <laughs> like. <laughs> so you hurl your ice knife. Fine. Uh, what also happens immediately after that, though, <laughs> is... So well, also, get, you need to roll If it damage, hits it, yep. it takes 1d10, and then... Th- that shard explodes uh, and hits every creature within five feet, which if it's hitting it in the head, I assume is basically nobody because that's 10 feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes another... So then it needs to take uh, succeed on a dex saving throw. So my spell save okay. DC is 14. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, it fails. Cool. So it takes another 2d6. Uh, of co- So it takes uh, 1d4 magical piercing damage plus 2d6 magical cold damage and the only reason I'm specifying is because I have a sneaking suspicion it being a basilisk that there'll be some gosh darn immunities somewhere 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 uh 7 and 6 and 1 so 14 points of mixed damage none of your damage is reduced it does not have resistances to those things cool it's turn what is it going to do? It just took a lot of damage. <laughs> it Lightning... is cranky. It is cranky. Lightning bolt and ice knife. Um... Question, Ben. Yes. Is the basilisk immune to being charmed? Are you allowed to tell me that? Uh, if, if only you had some kind of magical garment, which... You could ask ah, questions to specifically about that. Oh my god, it's almost like Meredith doesn't remember all the things she can do. Ah, <laughs> is it Meredith sorry. that doesn't remember, or yes. is it the person pulling the strings? Um, sorry, Lemmshus. This creature pushes past Roko, uh, which will provoke an attack. Oh no, he doesn't actually leave Roko past Roko. It's attacking Potentia. It's coming at you. And it's mad. So it's going to try and bite you. I'm also as- assuming, as is your way, and we have established already that you have mage armor on. Yeah, that's the yep. permanent morning. Yep, yep, buff. yep. yep. Um, and you also you had it temporarily be suppressed, but that doesn't actually dis- dispel it, so you're good still. Uh, okay, so its bite is a 15 to hit. So my armor class is 13 plus 3 is 16! Yes. Okay. Uh, so I would say that it comes down to bite you, and your mage armor like shrugs or like, protects you from that bite. Yeah. And then, as it struggles against that magic armor, one of its claws comes in. Uh, Sixteen to hit. Oh, that beat. is my yeah. So you are going to take. How does it have claws? It there might be some confusion. Yeah, just in my head. No, no, no. Just in my head, a basilisk has is it doesn't have arms. It's it's not because it doesn't. It's just that in my brain it doesn't because. That's how my brain went. Uh, it's, it's because um, D&D Basilisk is, is different to, to Harry Potter Basilisk. Putting well, it in I wasn't, that wasn't actually the reference that I was pulling from, but sure. 
Um, I'm going to jump in here and use my cutting words reaction before I find out how many points of damage it does. Is this the first time you've done this? It is the first time I've done this. I've read the rules, Ben. What? Okay, so she's going to kind of like jump out and go, Oi! You massive excuse for a lizard. Leave her alone. (laughs) You massive excuse for a lizard. So uh, uh, it says um, you can expend one use of bardic inspiration, roll the die, and subtract the number from the creature's roll. So I'm going to... What does the uh, roll a creature has to make? Um, so as a bonus action, a creature gains an inspiration die. I think I don't think it has to do anything. No, I think I've just got to roll... No, it's just Joe subtracts. All right. As a All right. So I've got to roll one D8. Yeah. All right. So subtract three. Such a good roll. <laughs> So, th- But that was fun! Subtract three from the damage roll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Potentia, you take three slashing damage from one of its claws. Yeah, yeah, half damage. Uh, then the other claw comes in, missing you. Cool. And uh, then it whips its tail at you. Oh, man. Which I'll misses you as well. Back and forth. <laughs> Uh, out of interest, how many of those were mage armor protected rather than non-mage armor protected? Just because uh, I feel like every time it hits the mage armor, you would get this like f- this flare of like. Uh, um, so the second claw was a fourteen, and the tail was a thirteen. So they all would have hit the mage armor then. Um, in which yeah. case, it would have you know that um, the sparking that you get if you hit. Actually, no. Better example. Uh, has anyone ever crushed? Uh, winter mint, like winter mints in their teeth in the dark. Uh, oh, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Where yeah, it sparks. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you would get yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like, just where the impact points are, you get the sort of sparking. It's just kind of very dull blue spark. Yeah. All right. Um, Meredith. Yes, I'm going to use my cloak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, look at me playing d <laughs> What? Um, remind me how my cloak works, though, please, Ben. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thank you, you're amazing. First, you have to roll a d4 to pick the source. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a poem, song, or folktale, which tells you about conditions, a history... I got a four! Uh, that is a religious text or faction book, which will yep. tell you what the CR for this creature is. Okay. CR being the challenge rating for this challenge creature. Challenge rating. Okay, cool. Um... And you need to come up with a appropriate title and some words about what you had read. Okay, so the religious text that I've read was the... Um, we're going to call him... Uh, call it A Monk's Guide to Creatures of Fear and Mustus. Okay. Um, and basically she was reading this um, ages ago and it's just popped back into her head and she's like... Oh, I remember. There was a little bit of information about the basilisk. It said that it was a little bit harder than insert creature here, but not quite as hard as insert creature here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of in between. Um, uh, this is a challenge rating five creature. Okay. Which means that it roughly would need... It, ha- it is a challenge for four level five characters. Okay, cool. Roughly how that works. Okay. Not the information I was looking for, but that's no. all right. Unfortunately, that's not what comes to you, and you cannot use it again. No. No. Um, 
Cool. Okay. So that's my action. That's a bonus action for you to like oh, remember. Okay. What was that thing? Uh, cloak activates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to use my crossbow then. Okay. And I'm going to fire it. Um, what I'm going to do. Are you looking at it? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Is there a reflective surface I can see anywhere? Uh, no. Can I see the one the Potentia's holding? Had the mirror in front of her? Yeah. No, it is perpendicular to you at the moment. It is to the side. You can like you can All see right. that you can see the side of this creature, but if you if you okay. are looking at it, then you are exposed to its it trying to use. So its... if I look at its head, that like the, the question is, are you potentially? I'm so ex- confused. But if I can see its side already, if, if you're looking at it, you are then opening up yourself to be have it use its petrifying gaze by looking at you. Okay, so I can see it out of the corner of my eye. You can choose to roll without disadvantage. Okay. But then you are exposing yourself to it using its petrifying gaze at you. Okay, I see. All right. You Um, have to really avert your eyes to not be exposed to it. Okay, cool. So you you can roll with disadvantage and not be exposed to it, or you can risk it looking at you with its petrifying gaze and then have to make mm-hmm. constitution saving throws. Look, she's not gone terribly well, but I think Meredith also doesn't want to have arrows flying around at people. So I think she's going to risk it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to... What do I need to do? Roll to hit right, as, as okay. normal. Okay. Here we go. I got an 18. That hits. Cool. And then I do eight damage. Okay. So now I need to roll a constitution. It uses its legendary action. At the end of your turn, it looks at you with its petrifying gaze. Mm-hmm. Its eyes flare blue fl- with flaming light. You need to mm-hmm. make a constitution saving throw. 17. You succeed. Yay! Finally! You're able to meet its gaze without turning to stone or becoming incapacitated. Can, can Meredith blow a raspberry and then duck back behind the, um, the book, the, um, the bookshelf? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Love it. This creature as well, um, it is, there is a, a lot of ichor blood liquid coming out of it. It's taken some real damage. It's, it is well and truly bloodied. Okay. Harold, what do you do? Okay. I, I'd like to use my free action to, um, talk to Roko. Mm-hmm. and say Roko, how did this thing come to follow you? As he is like on the other side of this basilisk looking at you through its spines basically mm. is this really the time? Uh, I don't want to stretch this too much but well it could be important actually yes We're, we're fighting it now let's, let's deal with that afterwards Alright and I will without looking at it cast Guiding Bolt. Okay, so rolling disadvantage, or does Guiding Bolt hit an area? No, Guiding Bolt is a target. 12. Uh, that does not. Mm. Your bolt will go wide and just sail past it. Do you do anything else? Um, I'll duck back behind the bookcase, I guess. Okay, Rocco's turn. Uh, I think he's gonna firebolt it. Uh, and somehow he misses, despite being directly next to it. I guess the basilisk shifts its its 
body to avoid the hit. Mm. Uh, the firebolt striking into the ground rather than the creature. Potentia. Yeah, um, I will take the disadvantage and actually do the same as what Roko just went to do um, and cast okay. Firebolt. Roll to hit. 16. That hits. Uh, 2d10 is 11 damage. Couldn't get more average than that. Uh, it rears back as you t- as it takes this bolt to the chest. It looks very unhappy uh, from what you can not see of it. From the bit of its body that I can half see of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From the bit of the body you can half see, it looks very unimpressed by what's going on. Cool. At this point, about how far away from it am I? It is adjacent to you. Okay. So then I'm not going anywhere. Um, can I also can I take the opportunity then just to call out to the others mm-hmm. and just say just it's essentially asking a question of do we down it? Do we kill it? What are we doing? And that's any of the four. Like any of the four, arguably, because my Unseen Seven is somewhere. Because um, mm-hmm. it's not a concentration spell, so it's just kind of existing right now. 60 mm. feet from me, or however far from me. Um, yeah. So r- anyone can answer that question. Roku, I think that one's up to you. I think we kill it. It looks it looks close to death. You heard him. Basilisk's turn. It spins in place, whipping its tail to try and hit Harold, whips its tail down the aisle to try and hit you. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't see you, so it's rolling with disadvantage. First one is a 21 to hit. Second is a... Oh, nat one. Okay. Um, it whips its tail into the aisle trying to strike you, and instead its spines get lodged into the bookshelf, mm. and it tries to free itself and is stuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm only going to make one more attack this turn. It's stuck. It's stuck. Uh, I'm going to make a claw attack against Potential, uh, which is a 16. Uh, meet to beat. Uh, you take five points of slashing damage. Uh, and then we have Meredith. Alrighty. She is going to use her crossbow again. And she's going to duck out. Okay, so it's stuck, so yes. it can't move. So presumably it's easier to hit. Yes, I will say that the advantage and disadvantage cancel out and you just yes. have a flat roll to hit without looking at it. Woohoo! Okay. That nat one's really hurting it. So I got a 25. That'll hit it. Woohoo! <laughs> and uh, four. Four damage. No, seven, sorry. Seven damage. Uh, to quote the honoured Matt Mercer, how do you want I to do this? this? What do you mean, how do I want to do this? You're killing it's it. It's dying, this is the, love. This is, the, this is the shot. Okay. Evidence um, evidence for any listeners that Joe does not watch Critical Role. <laughs> no. So she's just going to, like, cover her eyes and, like, lean her hand out the um with her crossbow out the side without looking and then just, mm-hmm. like, shoot wildly and just kind of wait. Okay. Uh, your bolt finds true to this creature's heart. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't see what it's doing from where you are, but it's trying to pull its tail free as it slumps to the ground and its tail rips itself out of the aisle and slumps to the ground as well in front of you. She kind of like opens one eye and goes, "Did I get it? Did I?" Broco. <sighs> yeah, you you got it. 